Okay, welcome to the Joyfulness Broadcast episode two. And here I have with me the wonderful Duccio. And Duccio studied osteopathy. He was an osteopath and now his life is entirely devoted to Psyche. And he is the director of the Psyche organization. Duccio, wonderful. Thank you very much for being here with me. We had a bit of trouble with the figuring out which times, but we're here. <laughs> That's all that matters. Uh, and yes, do you have any words to say? Yeah, th thank you, Nick, for, first of all, for uh, inviting me to this beautiful idea in this, uh, in this beautiful project about joyfulness um, in, in this particular moment. I don't know when people will listen to this podcast, but now we are in the midst of the, uh, the, the coronavirus and so talking about joy is one of the most powerful medicines i i think for uh, for every uh, condition including this delicate situation for the human uh, uh, for the human uh, global collective consciousness so th thank you for for this invitation awesome my pleasure well okay so we can this is really about you and I want to broadcast the, the joy of people really. So the, through their passions, you could say through the, uh, through their understandings. So yeah. it's really, it doesn't really matter what we're talking about, but. Okay. Yeah. It's beautiful. We have no agenda. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it would be about really. So I am, uh, I, I, I am pretty, uh, blessed as a person because really uh, I am really deeply happy with who I am and what I do because I'm able to to live my passion my passion is my job my passion is my life and that is psyche and the, this is the methodology that I, I, I teach and I use in, in my life and that helped me so much to really discover who I really am. Uh, because when, when I was an osteopath, that it's, it's the job that I really loved a lot and gave me a lot of satisfactions. Uh, after a few years, I discovered that I was doing that because of my low self-esteem, okay? And when I had my uh, office uh, packed of clients, and I was able to, to see and to treat 10, 15 people per day. Uh, if 14 of these people were telling me, okay, Ducho, you're great, you fix me, I'm way better because of you, I was happy, okay, because I existed, because they recognized me, uh, because they were telling me how good I was, but just if just one person out of the 15 um, told me Ducho, nothing changed or it's even worse i went completely into depression so i was completely dependent on the people who were coming to my office to be treated with the osteopathic treatment mm -hmm. so when i discovered that i uh, i was not happy about my way of doing osteopathy about the way i was really uh, doing my, living my life because my low, uh, my self-esteem was very low. I was always looking for the confirmation of how good I was or that I was existing or that I was seen by people outside of me. And it was a never ending story. So th this was difficult. But then when in 2007, I, um, uh, during a postgraduate workshop that I was following because of osteopathy, uh, I was talking with a medical doctor who gave me Bruce Lipton's book, The Biology of Belief. And if someone who's listening has never read this book, I strongly suggest to read this book because it's, it's really life-changing, so beautiful, so well-written. Uh, at the end of this book, this beautiful methodology called Psyche is mentioned and I immediately saw and I immediately felt an, an attraction to this methodology. I, 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 my soul was screaming, please 
go there. Please uh, know what it is. Please attend a workshop. So I immediately attended two workshops, a basic workshop, advanced workshop. And through this beautiful methodology that allows us to change our subconscious beliefs that are so important uh, because uh, the, the subconscious is 95% represents the 95% of our mind, the conscious mind, just the 5%. So uh, having a tool that allowed me to really deeply change myself and not only just thinking with positive thinking because the positive thinking is about the conscious mind. Uh, when we work with the subconscious mind, the work is way deeper because, again, conscious mind is 5%. Um, the subconscious mind is 95%. So having a tool that allows me to be and believe 100% something I really want to believe in, like being happy about uh, or like allowing myself to be happy, <laughs> mm. uh, going back to... Uh, to to the, the main subject of this post okay because if i if nick i i say every morning in front of my mirror okay i am happy i'm worthy i'm happy i'm worthy i can spend all my life 30 minutes every morning um telling myself a, a kind of lie okay i'm happy i'm happy i'm happy because if subconsciously i'm not happy it's not enough to just say or to, to say that I'm happy or positive thinking. I have to work subconsciously to allow myself to be happy. I have to discover subconsciously uh, what didn't allow me to be happy. That was, for example, for me, my very low self-esteem. Uh, I was not able to be happy in my previous life because it was my, really my previous life because I was always looking for confirmation outside. I was always desperately needing someone to tell me how good I was. Um, so this, it was a kind of um, addictions to others. Please tell me, tell me, tell me I exist. Tell me how good I am. And this is terrible. But when I was in that kind of pattern, I, I didn't even recognize I was there. Only when, through psyche, through questions, through a deeper inner uh, trip that I started to do, I realized that I was not really happy. So I started really to allow myself to be vulnerable. That was very important because for me, being vulnerable at the beginning was absolutely uh, something that was forbidden. It was too dangerous for me to be vulnerable. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the first step, okay. I am vulnerable. I am who I am. If someone will love me, good. If someone will not love me, good the same. Uh, I cannot be loved and I cannot love anyone, every, everybody. So really my path to happiness really, really, really started. And it's, it's a happiness coming from inside. That's, that's the point. Uh, Nick, and th thank you for that, because th the more we look for <laughs> happiness outside, coming from outside, okay, if I have this, I'm happy. If I buy this, I'm happy. If this person loves me, I'm happy. We always depend, uh, we're always dependent on something that's external. And it's, it's, it's going down the rabbit hole uh, and it will never end because we will never be satisfied enough. Because think about that, when, when we want to buy something, okay? And we are very excited about, uh, about this object and we start looking for, we go in internet, we check the prices and this is very exciting. And we buy it and we look for this object coming and shipped by Amazon or any, anything else and we we are so much looking forward to the packet coming home and this is exciting and we love this sensation but when we get the object oh that's good and the day after we are already looking for something new okay mm -hmm. so th this is not bringing us real happiness real satisfaction 
I'm not saying that we, we have to stop buying things because we need some things. But if we believe that our happiness is coming from outside, uh, from buying things, from people outside of us that can make us happy, I think that we are not on the right track. Once we are able to find happiness inside us, joined with peace, okay? I think that peace and happiness are really important, at least for me. Then everything else is amplified. Uh, because if I, if I am happy, no matter what, not because I will buy something, not because my wife that I love so much is loving me. And I, I, I'm, I'm super happy because my, my life with my wife is amazing. We love each other so much. But why we love each other so much? Because we are deeply happy within ourselves. My wife does psyche as well. So we, we, we work for our evolution uh, together. So I think that the, the real happiness is the one inside us. Um, and it's, it's, it's not, it's something that can grow day by day. Okay. Uh, it's, it's something that the, the, the more we recognize that we are spiritual being having a human experience and the more we remember who we really are that we are not just flesh and muscles and bones uh, but we are really spiritual beings that we are way beyond what we see in the mirror in the morning uh, the happier we are because we are recognizing us more day by day we are remembering who we really are more day by day and this brings such happiness that i don't know if it's still happiness because it it it, it transmutes its change it changes in blessing <laughs> uh, pure blessing that's i think that happiness at the highest level and for example about happiness again um after studying Psyche, uh, that's, that's really the methodology I use for my personal evolution that I teach during workshops. Uh, I, after attending the two workshops, after reading Bruce Lipton's book, because Psyche talks about the three levels of the mind, the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, and the superconscious mind, and how all of them are absolutely play absolutely key roles in the, in the change, if you want simple, fast and long lasting change. I was very uh, curious about going deeper with this philosophy. I really love the concept of superconscious, this part of us that knows the bigger picture, that knows what it is safe and appropriate for us, what it's not safe and appropriate for us. So I Googled it. And I found that this concept of conscious, subconscious, and superconscious uh, was also familiar to the Huna philosophy. Uh, that's a shamanic, um, that, that's the shamans in, in Hawaii. Okay. And one of the principles of the Huna philosophy is aloha. It, this is one of the words that is more common all, all around the world, aloha. Okay. And the, the, the real meaning of aloha is to love is to be happy with. <laughs> mm. So if you are happy with your dog, you love your dog. If you're happy with your friend, you love your friend. If you're happy with the, with the tree in the garden of your house, you love your tree. So it's also so simple and so beautiful. We, we tend to complicate everything. Oh, the love, 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 love is complicated. Love is kind of a roller coaster. If you love me, if I don't love, no. Okay, very simple. Love is to be happy with. Are you happy with? Yes, you love. Are you not happy with? Okay, maybe you know you're not loving so much. So no. I really, I, I was talking about Huna and Aloha because it really tied into, the, into your podcast. Wow, it's beautiful. Yeah. So to be clear, I do mean, so by happy with, you're just saying uh, happy with 
whatever it is as it is without wanting to change it then you love it yeah this is exactly because if you are i think nick this is another key key point at least for me uh, I, I want to be clear i'm not sharing absolute truth i'm sharing my point of view yeah. due to the work that i've done with myself beautiful or we are able to uh, really accept ourselves and the other for who this person is or for who this for what this situation is the better and the greater the opportunities to grow are because if we don't accept ourselves or if we don't accept the person for who the person is in this moment we immediately uh, create an energy of judgment of i want to change it and it's fighting it's it's a fighting energy it's not a loving energy but uh, despite what we think if we accept someone for who this person is and from that point we start a beautiful dialogue okay i i recognize and i see you for where you are for who you are and we start to have a beautiful constructive discussion okay what about uh what about this how do you see this situation uh why are you doing this but from the non-judgmental point of view this is such a beautiful way uh, and such a beautiful point for our growth and for the person's growth but if we don't accept this person we immediately start with judgment and we start and we, we close any possibility to uh, of growth with this person because uh, for example if i don't know you nick and it's the first time we meet and i for example i don't don't like you and i immediately start judging you oh nick you should do that you should do that you should do that okay it's done you will never do that because you feel judged uh, judged uh, you don't feel welcomed okay and the 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 possibilities for change decrease to nearly zero but if i meet you for the first time and i say okay okay this is nick this is um nick's history uh, nick is who he is because of his history that i don't know okay so it's really there is a beautiful uh, there is a beautiful philosophy in the native indian in the us to, that to be able to judge a person you first need to walk for i don't remember something like two kilometers in their shoes so know their family know their history know why this person is acting in a certain way mm. okay so before judging stop okay nick i recognize you for who you are i accept you for who you are and maybe i will start you nick wh wh why why are you acting in this way uh what wh what was your history what brought you to have this idea and so i start to ask you but because i'm curious because i i am accepting you for who you are and i'm curious about who you are and why you are in this way hmm. this is love uh, because uh, if i am happy uh, with you uh, because for example i'm happy in this moment to have this podcast with you that means that there is love among us okay mm. so it's really love it's not just among um a mother and their child and her child or a man and a woman or a man and a man or a woman and a woman and so on it, it, love is really permeates everything that that we do and the philosophy to love is to be happy with is a very very simple and very easy way to check okay am i loving this situation am i loving this person am i loving this animal am i loving this uh, whatever mm -hmm. 
beautiful. And then how has that, um, it would be beautiful to see how that change in your own perception from being in the, which you can now reflect on, as you said, you were in a coming from a place of uh, self-conscious, insecure place, and then having oh, shifted yes. to a place of happy with myself, happy with everyone, really coming out of love. And having that shift as a real profession has always kind of been to heal others, to try to, to do to the very best of your ability of alleviate unnecessary suffering. How has that ability, um, how, how has it changed with that perception change? What's hmm. your perspective on that? Hmm. that that's a very, <laughs> I, I would try to make a long story short because this <laughs> is a, it's a beautiful question. Thank you, Nick. Um, it has changed a lot uh, because first, because of, like, like I shared, because of my lack of self-esteem, I needed to heal others because I had this illusion that I could heal others through osteopathy, okay? Mm -hmm. Then I discovered, <laughs> because we, we heal no one, okay? It's just <laughs> a pure illusion. Um, uh, so when I knew Psyche, I realized this thing about low self-esteem and osteopathy. So I changed my way of doing osteopathy, but I was still working with one-on-one, -on -one, okay? Because I was working uh, with one person, with one patient who came to me for back pain or any kind of problem. And my, the, the big shift in my life that really was uh, an ease promoted and nurtured by, by, by Psyche is to move from the self-help world to the self-realization, okay? That means um, that if the, the people who will, the beautiful souls who will listen to us uh, will look for, will Google Maslow, uh, the, the, the Maslow pyramid. It's, it's very interesting because Maslow says that to be able to, to go through our evolution, we first indeed need to take care of ourselves, okay? Ourselves, we need to take care of our needs, okay? The basic needs that are foods, that are uh, a house that protects us, but also working with our self-esteem, working with relationships. And when all the uh, pillars of our life are okay, we can move to the top of the pyramid that is our self-realization. The self-realization is the realization that we are a spiritual being having a human experience. So it's moving from helping ourselves as individual or working with just one person that I was doing with my osteopathic practice in working for oneness. Self-realization is really the highest expression of service, okay? We need to be able to be, to serve ourselves individually because if we are not, if we don't ser serve ourselves, it's impossible to serve others, okay? It's, that's very important because there are also people very unbalanced towards the service of others that don't take care of themselves and they do a very poor job because if they are not happy with their needs, okay, they cannot help properly other people. And it's the same, uh, it's the same thing when we fly and during the emergency procedure, the explanation of the emergency procedure, the flight attendant tell us, uh, tells us, please, uh, in, in case of emergency, put, your, put first your mask on and then help others. It's exactly the same. How can you pretend to help others if you are a mess by yourself? If you're, if you're full of problems and, and depressed and sad, how can you help others? So first, help yourself. Self-help, very important. 
then you need to expand from self-help to self-realization. That means that when you feel that you have worked enough for yourself, that's a never-ending job, but you have reached a very good level of satisfaction of all your needs, you can expand from self-help to self-realization. That means to move from serve serving yourself to serving others. And I think that this is, at least for me, the highest expression of happiness and satisfaction because it's so beautiful when we serve others. Because once we have served ourselves, what about serving our family? What about serving society? What about serving mother nature? And as a consequence, the more we serve oneness, that means ourselves, our family, our society, and mother nature, as a consequence, we serve ourselves because we live in our family. So if our family is happy, we are happier. We live in a society. So if we serve society, and society is happier, we are happier. If we, because we live in, in nature, if we serve nature, and nature is happier and respected, we are happier as well. But here it's a very delicate also um, concept because the true service to others, the true self-realization is an unconditional service, okay? It's not something that you do, okay, I will, I, I want to, to, to go towards my self-realization and to help my family, society, and mother nature because I will get something in return. If, you, if we're doing this for the, a kind of goal, okay, I, I serve oneness, I serve society so that I will get something back. This is not the, the, the right energy, okay? Because there, there is, again, the ego and the personality wanting something back. The pure service that brings us pure joy in when, is when we serve others uh, without expecting anything. And as a consequence, universe will give us back. Always, always, always. But the best way always is just serve, just give, okay? In the best way, in the best way possible, okay? Someone do it uh, through donations, other through meditations, other through offering services, okay? Uh, each one will have his or her own way to help society. And we are moving more and more towards this kind of um, uh, co collaboration among human people. Just in this moment, delicate moment due to the coronavirus, uh, it's, there, there are so also many beautiful initiatives about uh, global meditation, global play, uh, prayers, or people who are donating millions or millions for to hospitals or organizations. Each each one will contribute in the best way, but the best way to to serve is just to serve without expecting anything back. And as a consequence, universe will always give us back everything that we really need. This is my perspective. Beautiful. Well, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. It sounds like that's where really joy comes from for you is that selfless service. Yes. Well, something that I've discovered in my own experiences is that the ego likes to slide into every place, every nook and cranny that you haven't looked into will somehow weave its one in because of course it, that's how it survives. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so in that regard, is there, are there some, some things in your experience that helped moved away from any hidden self interest in the service mm. to, to pure selfless service and yeah oh uh, yeah um personally i i uh, because i i i use psyche for that uh, because th this is the the methodology that for me is the easiest and more most practical methodology to find out 
the all the limitations, all the resistances that I have in my life regarding a specific goal. And now we are talking about the main goal of self-realization. And indeed, I had to, I, I discovered many, many aspects of my ego, of my personality that were fighting against this, this service, mm. okay? This, this self-realization and I've balanced for them and I'm keep, I'm keep doing it because like you said, this, this ego personality is trying to, to go wherever there is any free spot and, oh, no, 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 if you serve, there is not, for example, uh, one that I discovered for myself, okay, if you just serve, there would be not enough for yourself. So fear of scarcity. I had to transform this fear of scarcity, okay? Uh, another one, if, that I discovered for myself, uh, if I help too much others, they will never move their ass <laughs> enough, okay? Because, yes, if there, there are always people um, all around the world helping others, how these other people will wake up one day to move their ass and to make their change, okay? But I changed also this limitation. So through... The, the, the way uh, I personally do, but I, I do this with Psyche, um, it really doesn't matter which tool you use, it's important to use something. It's important to, to do something for your personal and spiritual growth or, or evolution. I found my way that's simple, that's effective, that's fast, and that's proven because it's like it's here since 1988. But uh, if someone who's listening is doing meditation or prayer or anything else and this work, please keep doing it and then take action. This is so important because once we have changed our limiting beliefs, once we are able to be vulnerable with your, with ourselves as well. So to see ourselves for who we really are with all our demons or darkness and all our lights, okay? There we can grow and expand a lot because in the moment in which I, I, I keep telling me the history, no, no, I'm a good guy. I love everybody. I love to serve. But in this I, I tend to avoid seeing my darkness, all my demons. I would never be able to grow. In the moment, I tell myself, okay, I'm ready to see myself who, for who I really am, with all my darkness, with all my light. Okay? And I deeply stay with myself. I ask questions to myself. And I'm really honest with myself. There, I discover many limiting beliefs. There, I discover, I, I'm able to see, like you said, where the ego has infiltrated. <laughs> and then I change it, I change it, I change it, I change it step by step. It's, it's, it's a puzzle. Every change that I do is a piece of the puzzle of a bigger picture, okay? And every day, because I do this every day, uh, I'm really curious. My my evolution is a never-ending evolution. I think that I will keep doing it until the last day of my life because every single day I discover something about myself. Why? Because I stopped to judge myself. And I have to tell you something more. When I discover some darkness, some demons, some limiting beliefs, some ego stuff, uh, I'm happy because I thought, okay, something more that I see now. But I'm happy because I'm able to change it because just being aware, Nick, like you know, because you, you, you know Saki as well, just knowing something is absolutely not enough. Just being aware of a problem doesn't change the problem. You're just aware of the problem, but then you need to change the problem, to change the problem. You need to fix the problem. You need to do something to fix the problem and then to put it into action. That's another very important thing because 
our inner job is impo very important. We need to change ourselves. We need to remember that we are spiritual being having a human experience. We need to be able to access to our own happiness, our own joy, our own peace. And then we need to be living example of that, okay? Because just talking, 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 uh, but then not manifesting in your life what you are talking about. Mm, sorry, I, I, I don't believe these people, okay? I, to, to really know who is someone, I need to see how these people behave in real life. How, how are you uh, when you are not on the stage? How are you when you deal with people? How are you when you deal with mother nature? How are you when you see an injustice? Okay, and according to how, how one person acts, I know who really this person is. Because we can talk, 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 talk. But the, 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 the thing is when our inner job deeply changes ourselves, and then we act accordingly to our changes. We need this kind of people. The Dalai, the Dalai Lama by himself told a lot to millions of people, hey guys and girls, you can meditate all your life. You can stay there in your room to meditate, meditate, meditate. But then, okay, this is not enough. Then you need to go out and to, to be your meditation. You need to be the Buddha. You need to be the, 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 the energy that you are meditating for. How are you in your family? How are you in society? Just meditating, just praying, just thinking is not enough. We need to put into action. Otherwise, it just, okay, it's nice. We stay the whole day meditating, but we never put this into action into the real world. Into not real, because the, the real is uh, as real inside as outside. To, um, we never put it in the three-dimensional world. That's, that's <laughs> better. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yes. Remember, in your health and well-beings, you always talk about action steps. And oh, yes. Being yes. very important. Because we work with the subconscious, but also the action step being really important. Have you, has your understanding of action steps developed as well as your subconscious understanding? Sorry, again, the question? Your, your development of your understanding of the role that action steps play in the balance between the conscious work and the subconscious work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crucial. It's crucial uh, because if uh, in a very, um, very practical way, if I have, if I realize in that I am treating my brother in, in a very bad way, that I judge him, that I'm always angry uh, with him, uh, that I'm always stressed and in conflict with him. Perfect. I rec first, recognition. Second, with Psyche, I check why it's, uh, wh why I'm acting in this way and what do I want instead? How do I want to be, to be with my brother? Okay, I want to be in peace. I want to accept, like you said, my brother for who he is and maybe understand why he is in this way. So I do some balances. For example, uh, I, I balances, the, sorry, the balances in Psyche are the process that we use to change our subconscious limiting beliefs to behave in a different way in life, okay? Because if, for example, um, I realized that I have a bad relationship with my brother because of something that he did to me when we were very young and I've never forgiven him for that. I can tell consciously, I, okay, I forgive you, but consciously, remember, is the 5% of our mind. So if we just say, I forgive you without really believing subconsciously, it's very hard to deeply believe, uh, to deeply forgive. 
So for example, I do a work with Psyche to forgive my brother 100%. So 100% of me forgiving my brother for what happened when we were kids, okay? Then I check everything else that it's related to my stressful relationship with my brother. I transform it with Psyche. But then it's not enough. Okay, what can I do in my three-dimensional life to put into action this? Okay, this is the action. Perfect. And I can ask myself, okay, what I've never done with my brother because of my perception of my brother. Okay, I never asked him to go out to, for dinner and to really talk to him from my heart about everything that happened when we were kids. I've never told him how much I love him. I never told him that we may spend more time together. So the action step is, okay, I will call my brother. I will ask him, okay, when can we go out for dinner together? I invite you for dinner because I really need to tell you a few things, okay? So we go out for dinner and I talk to him. I tell him things that I've never told him before. And this is the action. And, because, and it's so important, it's so important. And the action is a conscious mind action. It's not subconscious. The subconscious runs the program that allows me to be in peace with my brother, to change the perception of my brother. The action is a conscious action of taking the phone, calling my brother, inviting him, and then talking to him. This is, this is the action step. And this is very important for two things, because first, I see in real life how my life has changed. How, how am I different with my brother? And I'm not just thinking that I'm different. Because if I don't put into, a, into action, how, how can I know if what I've worked is really effective if I don't put this into action? Only when I talk to my brother and I see that I'm able to do things that previously I was not able to do, I know that what I, I've done worked, okay? So the, the, the action step is very, very important First, because we see the results of what we do. Second, because it really changes our reality. Third, because it can also change deeply the life of someone else. Uh, because if I just balance, but I never interact with my brother, my brother will very likely feel the same with me. So we'll, we'll never perceive that I've changed something regarding the relationship between him and I. But if I invite him for dinner, if I tell him something I've never told him, he also will change very lightly. Like, oh, wow, Duchu is telling me something that I've never realized. So ju just really expressing ourselves with love, with joy, with compassion, with peace, okay, because we have changed inside, can also have an amazing effect on the other people. That's why the action step is, according to me, absolutely necessary also to change the world. Hmm. Because through actions, we can help other people to move and to change and to see things differently. This is my this is my explanation of the exercise. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. I have an interesting question. How do you see the how, how do you see the balance between changing the world, helping others, and then allowing others the space to make the decision to change themselves? How do you find that balance? Hmm. Oh, the, the balance is for me, again, Nick, um, is to do our best to serve in with all the tools that we have uh, i nearly daily do work for global collective consciousness okay um, i do actions as well 
Um, and I think that our responsibility as individuals is to do our best for society. And then there is free will. <laughs> <laughs> so after we have done our best uh, through collective work, you can, can do collective meditation, you can do global prayers, you can do the, 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 the work that I do with Psyche for humanity and for Mother Earth, mainly humanity because Mother Earth, Mother Earth can take care of itself. It's, it's, it's humanity that needs to evolve. Uh, so Mother Earth doesn't need our help. Um, but then it's up to each individual to choose what to do, okay? Uh, my goal, I think that deeply my goal is to reach the ones that are ready to wake up, okay? And to change and to take action. That I don't know if, if they will ever be 7.5 billions. Maybe we just need a percentage of very connected, aligned people. That could be one or 2%. That once we have reached this percentage of very congruent, strong, connected people, this percentage, one, two percent, can affect the whole human consciousness. But again, to answer your question, let's do our best and then there is free will. Um, I hope that for every everything that I and other beautiful people do for collective, for the collective consciousness, there are some that are able to see things differently, wake up, decide to move. There are others who probably in this lifetime will never do. And I've learned to accept this without being frustrated. Before I was very frustrated about that. Hmm. But now, now, now it's about, again, accepting. Um, we are here, each, each one is here with a different life path, uh, in a different level of evolution. So there are the ones who are ready to wake up. There are others who are too scared to wake up. And it's, it's okay. It's okay. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Now I have an interesting question um, about Site K, something that working with Site K myself, I also uh, came across is, well, Site K is about changing our subconscious beliefs. And to me, well, there was a question one day that uh, I guess arose naturally was where, where did the belief stop and uh, when, when do I, when is that threshold where the beliefs stop and the absolute truth is revealed because the absolute oh. truth, we can see that it exists without our beliefs in it, it has nothing to do with our beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so I'd love to see your perspective on how that relationship mm -hmm. between transforming beliefs and reaching the absolute truth where we don't need any beliefs that relationship between uh how it is how you see it through your eyes uh i really don't know the answer to this question uh what uh <laughs> what i can tell you is that uh i will my my best way to approach this <clears throat> because i really don't know what uh, the, the, the truth about the absolute truth. I know that the more I clean limiting beliefs, the closer I am to the what's called absolute truth, if there is an absolute, absolute truth that I believe, I believe there is an absolute truth. Uh, because every time we do a psyche balance, that means a work with our subconscious mind is like taking away a filter that we have in front of our eyes, okay? So each balance is one filter less, one filter less, one filter less. And I believe that at certain point, this filter will finish, okay? And we will able to see this truth, 
I'm not there. <laughs> I'm still, I'm working, I'm, work, I'm cleaning, I'm cleaning. I can tell you that uh, it's clear and clear. Uh, the, the way I can tell you is that my communication between myself and my intuition, my, my, my personality and my spirit is cleaner and cleaner. So uh, I have a beautiful interaction with my spirit, my superconscious, whatever you want to call it. And this is my measure of how, uh, of, of the cleaning process, okay? What, some hints about this absolute truth is that probably at that level, we will just need to be and stop doing. <laughs> the, 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 the do will be a kind of consequence, but it's, it's, we will enter in such a non-linear reality mm. that probably we are not even able to understand this absolute truth and absolute truth and how to how to deal with this absolute truth. So to be able to, I think, deeply understand that level, uh, we need to keep keep working, keep working, keep working, keep working, cleaning, 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 and probably at at a certain level, when we will have reached this level in this lifetime or in other lifetimes, if you, if we believe in reincarnation. Um, probably we will just need to be and to stay in this to be part of this ocean of divine intelligence and just be that hmm. but I love that knows? I like that answer <laughs> that resonates I, I love that I love that <laughs> yes yeah, so it's like I that to be that kind of shows that psyche is like uh we're cleaning out all those lenses until yes. really we start to get peaks of how the world really exactly. is, how the world really exactly. is. And then at that point, how the world really is, is so beautiful and profound that it takes us over and we're left sitting on the couch looking at the wall because there's nothing to say. <laughs> that's okay for you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful view. Yes, because I remember the first workshop, I, my, my experience with Psyche workshops has changed a lot and my perspective of it has changed a lot. At the start, it's really, for me, it was an empowerment thing to know that yeah. within me to believe whatever I wanted to. And I was able to play around with my beliefs and change my beliefs. But then naturally one point for me, for this karmic propensity, um, there came the question of, well, hang on, where, where do the beliefs stop and where does the truth start? and what are not beliefs and that's kind of the that that was the the point and when does our in the site k terminology super conscious subconscious or super conscious and conscious when does our when do they merge into one where well, there is no mm -hmm. communication between a this and a that there's uh, just oneness when um, the illusion of separation is solved and so that's really that's you yeah. talk about that a lot that's uh the illusion of separation yeah, exactly. So well, once we have solved this illusion of separation, it was of illusion of separation from between uh, me and you, me and other people, me and Mother Nature, me and society, and me and my spirit. Mm. Um, we 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 tend to talk about my body, my spirit, my mind. Uh, that person the, over there, society, mother nature, with the illusion that we are all separated. And this is, I think, and also uh, like what Rob Williams, the, the originator of Psyche, really uh, believes that it's the origin of every disorder, uh, every, because once we have solved the illusion of separation and we are aware that we are our spirit, we are our mind, we are our body, we are other people, we are other, uh, mother nature. We, we treat everything, everybody with love and respect because we, we cannot damage mother nature in the moment I'm aware that I am mother nature. Mm. Uh, and the illusion of separation, sometimes I use in workshop uh, a, a kind of 
image to help people to understand the illusion of separation. Okay. Uh, if you imagine the, the, the globe, the world, Mother Earth with the ocean, there are a lot of islands, different islands, okay? Mm. Hawaii, uh, New Zealand, um, Australia. Uh, <laughs> Australia is very big, okay? Um, uh, Ibiza here in here in, in Spain or um, uh, Sardinia in Italy, perfect. All different islands, okay, with different names, uh, with different cultures, perfect. And we define these uh, with different islands, with different names, different cultures. But if we take away all the water from the world, we we see that all the islands are connected to each other because th these are just the, the tip of the mountain, okay? So there, is no there are no real islands in the world. The island is an illusion created by the presence of the ocean. But in reality, it's, it's, a, it's Mother Earth with its peaks, its mountains, <laughs> and it's one. So each island is connected to another island. So this is another beautiful way to see the illusion of separation. Mm. And we are the same. That is a beautiful way to see it. Yeah. I love yeah. the one about uh, <coughs> trying to see us as separate from air. You try to separate yourself from air and you can't. The two are the same. Seems like same with water exactly. and like the elements. Same with water. Yes. yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes, one same. Yeah. So, Wow, so that, it looks like Psyche is kind of like an ancient mystery school, really. Um, it is. Because it's it got is. all these different levels to it, doesn't it? It starts off as a, starts off as a, you learn that there's something else. And then you, yeah. And then you. It's a growth. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah exactly. Because you, you start with a basic workshop and many people come to the basic workshop for their needs okay oh i need to transform my relationship uh, my job the or uh, the money situation abundance situation my self-esteem so kind of more objective goals then you grow and you you move towards the advanced worship in the advanced worship there is this expansion you see how we are through uh, through beautiful works through relationships, through a process called surrogation that allows us to really be aware that we are one and to work at the distance with other people, animals or plant. And there, there is an expansion of consciousness towards the divine integration retreat. That's the absolute gift of Psyche, that, that it is a retreat in which people who have attended the basic and advanced worship can work in an intensive way with their super conscious mind to really solve the illusion of separation or to go on in their path of the, uh, solving the illusion of separation. So it's, it's really um, a kind of modern mystery school, very practical because it doesn't take years and years and years just staying in, in a cave on a mountain <laughs> but it's 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 very practical it takes a few days and then you need to use it and apply it in your everyday life because life is is the is the field uh, in which you can apply all the changes okay you change and then you put yourself in the game it's not just Okay, I do balances, I do balances, but I don't get out of my house. I don't change anything in my uh, habits, in my way of acting. No, 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 no. You change and then you go out and live your life and manifest what you have just changed. Behave in a different way. That's the thing. Yeah, embody the changes that you've made. That's Yes, awesome. walk your talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a yes. cool question. Do you, so you were speaking, I also hold the people who embody, don't necessarily say anything. They just, who they are is what I hold in high regard. Um, people like David Hawkins, Socrates and uh, Victor Frankl, such people. Do you have any people who you hold in high regard who you 
I don't know if admire is the right word, but you hold what they represent. You see that as valuable and you try to be that to the best of your ability. <laughs> uh, I really love to, uh, I, I'm really, I'm a really curious person. So I, I don't have one particular person or entity or spirit of mm. reference. I really love to access different wisdoms and different philosophies to learn because I can learn from everyone. I can learn from any different master, uh, any different philosophy. So uh, I think that one key point to, to be able to grow is to be curious. Uh, to be curious, to read, to listen, to, to have our time for introspection. That's, that's very important. If we don't give ourselves time for introspection, uh, it's, it's way more difficult to, to, to grow. So yes, I, 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 love, I love different philosophies. I love to know from, I love to know different way of thinking. I love the ancient wisdom, mm. uh, but not just reading it once, because just reading a book is not enough. That's, that's the point, Nick, and you know it very well. Just reading, the reading is a conscious act, okay? So we read a book, we are very happy and charged by this book, but when we close the book, we are exactly the same as before. If we read a book, we love one idea, and we integrate at the subconscious level this idea, we become the book. We become the idea that the author expressed in the book. And we start to be a living example of this idea, of this philosophy. This is what changes the world, not just keep reading, 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 and then you're this, you're always the same with uh, anyone else, with mother nature, you don't, you, you, maybe you may read the Bhagavad Gita or the Bible or the Quran, Qurano all the day, but then you treat your family in a bad way, you are always angry, you are frustrated, you are depressed, there's something that is not, not congruent there. Because if really just reading something should bring you peace and love, um, the world wouldn't be as it is now. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So this has really been, this episode has really been, the core theme is around not just uh, saying stuff and meditating, but also putting stuff into action into the world. And yes, embodying yes, the yes. Change. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying this with love, move your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Loving will move your ass. <laughs> yes <laughs> okay wonderful and would you have i did this last episode one what's the simplest like in a in a psyche what's the least action that someone can take listening to this to mm. let's say get themselves to where they want to go and let's say it's being the most joyful self hmm. okay yes I, I would suggest this. Imagine that you have the your alter ego, your the yourself fully realized and happy in front of you. So there is you have yourself, but the version, the happy, realized, fulfilled version of yourself in front of you. And once you imagine that you have you in front of you, this version in front of you. Ask this happy version of you, what do you need to do in life to reach this level of happiness? And listen to the first answer that will come. For example, it will tell you, okay, just be kind with your wife or uh, fix this thing in your house or do something with nature outside or gift someone, gift, something to someone and do this action. This could be the first beautiful step mm. uh, for, for happiness and fulfillment. Or again, in this moment in which we are at home, um, 
longer asked to be at home. Do something in your house that maybe you have never done before because you didn't want to do that. No, I don't like to do that. Do something in your house, practical. Uh, do your bed. Um, clean, clean one room that's it's, it's a disaster. Open one closet and, and uh, make some order in, in this closet. This is such a huge throw things. Uh, really check which things in your house you don't need anymore, but you kept because you were attached to these things and let these things go. You will see how therapeutic this is. These are all actions that will help, I think, a lot of people to be happier in a very fast and quick way. Awesome. Thank you, Duccio. What a wonderful... Thank you, Nick. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. Yes. Hope you enjoyed it. And from the theme, the motif of this episode, do something about it. That is the invitation. You have free will, which is also another theme. (laughs) No one's going to force you. It's completely your choice. But if you'd like to be your most joyful self, it would serve you. And thank you. Like this podcast on Apple Podcasts and stay by the Facebook group to be notified of stuff. And I'll see everyone next time.